Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast which holds liberating and empowering conversations about sexuality, pleasure and healing. We're focused on supporting all vagina owners to feel free and excited about having a loving and soulful relationship with their pussy. I'm your host, Grace Hazel. Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in for this episode of Conversations with Pussy. Today, I will be chatting to Stacey Cassandra. And Stacey Cassandra, well, how to describe her? She is the ultimate creatrix. And like most deeply, innately creative beings, which actually we all are, but you will get to know that Stacey is basically creative energy itself. She's in a constant state of flow and evolution. So the way that I'm going to introduce her today is as a artist. And right now her art takes form through writing photography, specifically through her self-portraits, which you can find over on her Instagram, and also through being a mother. Now, within this conversation, I go absolutely off into a total dream world. And I mean this in the nicest possible way, like speaking to Stacy got me into this place of just being in pure vision. And I think that is essentially the role of the artist or the role of, let's say, when we have creative energy, life force energy, sexual energy rippling through our system. I felt like the words she was using and the way that she described and the energy that she carries simply took me on a journey, which I think is just a pure gift in itself. So what we talk about within the episode is quite vast. However, we do touch on subjects such as innate creativity and sexual energy. We talk about the art that Stacey creates through self-portraits. We talk about body confidence and self-love. And we also talk about the birthing of her children and how she moved through this experience as like initiations into becoming more and more in her creativity in her sexuality and what I really want to say about this episode is that it felt really inspiring for me who hasn't had children but I feel like it's going to be super inspiring for mothers. Stacey is a mother of I think three children and the way that she holds her sexuality is really inspiring. Um, A lot of clients I work with who have become mothers have sometimes a tendency to go into full mother mode and come into a shutdown around their sexuality. So for me, I feel that there's inspiration here for any mother who has experienced such a thing. So shut down after birthing or becoming a mother. And I hope it brings you some sense of liberation and openness into tapping back into your sensuality, tapping back into your sexuality in this way that isn't like this form of, oh, I'm going to go and get validation or to connect with my partner through sex, but actually this life force, this creative energy, this sexual energy that just lives within us and it is bubbling there all the time. 
So I hope that you really enjoy this episode of Conversations with Pussy. Personally, I feel like this episode is to be listened to when you are cozy on the sofa in your bed, have a warm cup of something delicious beside you. And maybe, oh my goodness, I'm going to add this one in there. Maybe if you own breasts, get some rose oil, some coconut oil. Give yourself a breast massage as you're listening to this. Breathe into your heart, breathe into your puss and enjoy. Lap up all that this episode brings. Oh, Stacey Cassandra, welcome to Conversations with Pussy. It is such a... Well, an honor and I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and to be opening up this conversation because it's the first time we've ever properly spoken and I found you on Instagram a little while ago and when I did I was completely, well I had my socks blown off should we say when I found your page and started weaving through all of the beautiful art through photography that you create and the way that you represent the feminine form through photography, through art. So I'm super excited to have you here to talk about your journey and to also support others who may be listening to perhaps evoke them or to initiate them into embracing their bodies and beginning to find sensuality through creativity too. So welcome, Stacey. (laughs) Thank you for having me. That was such a lovely little introduction because... It's and I don't usually talk to people who know what I do. And so yeah, it's nice to hear that actually. So thank you. There's something about getting a reflection from an outsider yeah. about what, what you do for work that can kind of go, Oh right, yeah, I do do that thing, don't I? Yeah, exactly. I'd never see it in this way. Only recently when more people have like been saying it to me, but before now, it was just something I did. And what I've been seeing recently, especially, is just watching the way that your following's been erupting and getting bigger. And I love that. And there's almost something that I see within the Instagram social media realms, which there are so many people now who are wanting to get into their bodies and embrace their bodies for what they are rather than this projection of what we perhaps grew up with seeing in magazines or with models. And so there's this sense of bringing it back to our literal natural form and celebrating it with all its curves and all of its shapes. So you do that so well. And I think that's why this following for you and also your artistry is, 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 it's like gifted but I feel like there's a a real need for new imagery and new empowering um focuses for people to see so I'm going to stop harp on harping on about that part what I actually want to ask you to do is first of all to introduce yourself um say your pronouns but also tell the listeners a little bit about what you do okay so I'm Stacy. I identify as she, her. Um, I I feel very much in touch with my womanhood, and I think that that plays a big part in how I express myself. Um, 
I take photos and I like to write and move and just embrace all that I feel I have to offer. Um, and I never went into anything with an intention other than doing. And it sort of grew more than I ever anticipated it to. And people responded to me in ways I just didn't think would, it didn't occur to me that it would ever happen. So what I do, um, it just feels unusual still, like to see it in a professional sense. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know how else to um, introduce myself other than I have no idea. <laughs> I love that, that it's so refreshing actually to have someone be like, you know what? I just show up and I'm connected very much to my womanhood. And what I do is just what I do. What I do is just <laughs> what I am rather than, and I think we see this a lot um, nowadays, which is like, I am a this and I specialize in this and I can help you do this. It's, it feels really like a breath of fresh air to be like, you know what? I'm really in touch with myself and I create from that place. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, that's so beautifully put. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so next question for you. And uh, since you're in touch with your womanhood, I'm really curious to, to what the answer may be is, what do you call your genitals? I have never given her a name other than what she is, just my vagina. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's all I use. I've never thought of giving her any other name. I love. That. I don't know. Yeah, just when you when I like thought a bit about this question, I thought, "Wow, is this unusual?" I'm not sure. Like, do people name their vagina often? I've never known, but I don't. I don't know why. I just don't. I I have the answer to that question from my own small bubble, yeah. which is to say that what I see is that folks tend to rename their genitals um, from perhaps what they used to call it when they were younger and particularly it can be quite liberating and empowering if what they used to call it when they they were younger is um, related to certain memories whether that be something that just reminds them of being a child or whether it just be something else it's almost like you can um, begin to shift how you feel about your sex center or your genitals by shifting the name so for example I've flung through all of the names mostly because <laughs> my work revolves around vaginas and um, yeah. when I first started doing this work I was like well how to even encompass all that that is so with vagina I think that's quite a common thing to say in England and probably worldwide really in the English language but then that's just the part of our genitalia so for the beginning part for me I was like oh well, how can I really encompass every part? And so then I went into pussy and then um, Instagram banned pussy? me. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram hated pussy and um, I got, you know, taken off of Instagram a few times. And so then I had to change my languaging. So then I went to Yoni and I quite mm -hmm. liked that for a while because that kind of, for me, um, 
opened up the dialogue around seeing our sex center as something that's more sacred. And um, I know for a lot of folks, including myself, I'd never used to identify my sexuality or my sex center as anything that was at all sacred. And recently I've shifted away from Yoni because I've been kind of looking into the ways in which my practices and my languaging appropriates other cultures. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shift away from Yoni now. So I'm sat in this place of like, I don't know what I'm going to say now. So I'm with you again, Stacey. And I'm, I'm saying vagina a lot. Yeah. I like vagina. I know that vagina is, yeah, just one part of it. But for me, that's what I talk about mostly when I'm relating to my vagina is my vagina, like not my clitoris, not my urethra. I'm talking about my vagina. Um, yeah. So I just like that. And I think it's um, good to use as well for my children and especially my daughter, because I feel it's important for her to use the correct terms rather than any other sort of pet name. <laughs> like Fufu or Fanny. Yeah. Oh, I like, I, I use Fanny. I use Fan Fan sometimes. Just when <laughs> I'm a bit, oh, you're Fan Fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's something my mum used. She, she says Fan. She says Fanny. Fanny. I, and I mean, it's quite a lighthearted <laughs> way of referring to your genitalia, yeah. isn't it? You're Fanny. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But... <laughs> It makes me feel quite, I don't know, it makes me feel quite matronly and old when I use that term. It makes me feel a little bit like a little girl, <laughs> which I suppose then is appropriate. So let's yeah. actually bring that up because I think that what's really beautiful too about the way that you create is that you also involve your children so um you mentioned that with your little girl that you would say vagina and you feel like the perhaps the appropriate way of discussing genitalia with her is to use the correct languaging so she's got that instilled from an early age um and maybe this links into the next question or maybe it doesn't but i'd love to um chat about your children and your experience with birth and pregnancy but Firstly, I'd love to say, well, or to ask, what is the biggest thing that you and your, your fan fan or your vagina has been through? Yeah, childbirth, most definitely. Like, that was amazing. And just a lot, like a lot. I learned a lot. My vagina went through a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, childbirth, definitely. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about childbirth, but perhaps not just childbirth, but also the process for you um, from being not pregnant and then becoming pregnant and, and literally creating life within you? Hmm. Well, I just had my third child a year ago, actually. So before ever having children is quite... Um, I can't remember it so much. Like as I had my daughter on my 20th birthday. So it was the day I entered adulthood. So everything I knew before that, I, I was still quite young and everything was just gaining momentum, I felt. Um, and when I became pregnant with her, it 
it kind of felt magical and exactly what was supposed to happen. And I didn't have any issues through my pregnancy with her. I didn't have any issues through bearing her and it just felt right. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I remember it. It just felt as if it was the journey I was supposed to be on. And yeah, when I birthed her, it was the most amazing experience. I think even though I knew it was the journey I was supposed to be on, I, I didn't connect to her very well when she was inside of me. I connected to how my body was growing and the movements she was in, but I never quite connected to her soul. Um, but once I like birthed her and I did that in a way that grounded me, I, I suppose, like I was in, I was on all fours in my bedroom and I just birthed her from behind and she came out. My midwife pulled her out from behind. And as soon as they put her into my arms, I had this just like relief of that is it. This is it. This is what I'm supposed to be. I am a mother and I feel her now. Like it, it was amazing. I think it made it even more special that it was my birthday. Um, but that for me is always going to be one of the most surreal experiences. Like, when you're giving birth and when you're pregnant, you feel so primal and you become more in tune with your body, I feel. Even though I was already in tune with my body, I became more so. And everything I did, I did through a very intuitive place and especially childbirth. That was um, extremely intuitive. You have to be intuitive, I think you know your body more than anyone else. So you can't let others tell you how to birth or especially when you're in labor, like just listen to yourself. And it felt so good to like feel so connected to the earth and to yourself in that way. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here and I just want to say, cause we're not filming as soon as we turned off the video to film and you started talking I feel like my body's responding to you and I'm just sat here waving my spine and almost dancing as you're talking and as you were <laughs> describing that experience of birth it was like my body again is responding to the energy of, of that and I want to acknowledge the fact that you said you're your first child was born on your birthday. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, on my birthday. I'm so um, intrigued, and I don't know the answer to this, so I won't try and give it, but I'm so intrigued about the links to um, family birthdays and patterns and that aligning with, with the the beings, the children that we give birth to. So just hearing you say that, I'm like, wow, that's pretty special that it landed on that exact day. Yeah. And she's my only daughter. I've had two sons since then. And yeah, it just, and with all of them, actually, I'm so interested in how we've all aligned with each other and all of our signs match. And I, I say that they're all extensions of me, of my soul and how 
even like their birthday and their correspondence to the moon and everything it just seems to fit so perfectly it's just mind-blowing I'm not sure if I'll ever understand it but I I for sure embrace it yeah wow Mm. and with that it's like as you're saying about the way that it corresponds with the moon and star signs and I want to pick up on what you were saying about when you were were birthing, there was such a a feeling of connection to the earth and there was a feeling of this intuitive nature. As you were describing that, I was just tuning in and feeling into how much of a empowered birth experience that sounds like it was. To learn about your body in a deeper way intuitively and like you said that that raw that primal aspect of being on your your hands and your knees in your in your own home and having the midwife there supporting you but all of that to me it just sounds so empowered in the way to 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 bring life into the world yeah it it was an incredibly empowering experience i think as well Telling my birth stories is one of my favorite things to do because I just love it so much. Like if I could give birth over and over and over again, I would, even though the experiences after that were not as great, I would still carry on doing it. What I didn't enjoy was being pregnant so much. I'm, I'm not a fan of pregnancy. But so if I didn't have to do that, and just give birth I would (laughs) I'm cracking up over here also feeling like I'm getting tears in my eyes I feel really moved by that and as you were as you were saying that you love to give birth and you could just keep giving birth over and over again I started linking it back to the way that you well how it seems like you so effortlessly give birth to art form consistently and I'm wondering how much um, of, of you at that time when you were 20 and you were creating new life in your womb for the first time, how much do you feel like your artistry and the way that you intuit with your, with your art, how much do you feel like that linked in with your birthing process? You know, I feel like as my motherhood grew, so did my experience to my art and how I express myself through it. But before having my daughter, I used to write a lot, like stories and poems. And I was even working on a novel. Um, And then once she came, I found it really hard to connect to that, that side of me, which needed a lot of focus. And so I gravitated towards expressing myself through other mediums so I learned to paint and draw and but it it didn't quite connect with me and through my teenage years I took a lot of photos and I I was always quite resentful of not being the subject of my own images and I didn't I think growing up I didn't feel like I wanted to be the subject of my own images because it felt so um wrong to love myself in such a way But then as I grew through my motherhood and through my womanhood, I felt all these different uh, feelings towards my body and 
um, how I viewed it changed and I just wanted to document it I think um, in a way that felt right for me and so I picked up the camera again and I just started I turned it to me so I could be my own subject and that just like clicked that just felt so right and all of a sudden I just became able to express myself so clearly and I didn't realize that I was doing it until people started pointing it out to me and I still feel I don't make these connections and until I take the time to think back but yeah Oh, I can't remember what the point was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a point to make and to weave it back to what you were saying, because there was something that really hit me um, that you described that when you were much younger, um, I think you said teenage years, that you were picking up the camera and taking pictures a lot, but not of yourself. And at that time, you felt um, there was something around that it wasn't okay to love yourself like that. Yeah. That really struck me. And I hoped that we could open that up more because that, that phrase or that statement that you used is something that I feel is, is really ingrained in the way that we live our lives and the way that we've perhaps been brought up. We're not invited to really love ourselves or to actively show that we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. It creates all of these distortions in the way that we show up to life and um, seek validation in other ways. So I'm really curious to, to ask you how that showed up for you and what that was like. Um, you know, I'm not sure because I did always love myself, but I was quite afraid to show it. And I always knew that loving myself was something quite rebellious and um, I was always drawn to it, but I was always quite afraid to show it. Um, but yeah, I, I never felt like I couldn't love myself but I just yeah it was just that I felt unable to share it with people because I feared what they would say I guess and I did get a lot of that because I did I remember my Facebook was pretty after a while when I started to gain a bit more confidence I would show it and upload photos and it became quite a toxic place because teenagers are very toxic anyway and that made me I think that's when I started turn to writing because it all just came very internal and I didn't know how to show up for myself in ways I needed to yeah mm. yeah I didn't find it hard to love myself I just found it hard to show others and that, that in itself is, is such a beautiful um, vision or almost a, a looking back into to the younger version of you who within her has always had that sense of, actually, no, I really do love myself. But it was the culture and the people that were perhaps surrounding you, like you said, teenage years, that perhaps squashed that deep sense of power and love that you innately yeah. had. And 
for me that kind of reflects and mirrors out into a lot of what I see for lots of folks which is that we are born usually really actually having a real vibrancy for life sexuality Mm -hmm. sexuality loving up being in our bodies and it's the little intricacies and the things that happen or the the words that are said that squash us down and to actually for you Stacey to have that memory of like I've always loved myself feels for me as you say that it's just like I can feel my my pussy like root to the earth like I've always loved myself but actually the way that I've expressed that was squashed for a bit but then it's evolved now over time to be able to express yourself again in yeah. a way that now people are responding, being like, celebrate this, celebrate this person who's loving herself because it gives permission to those people to love themselves too. I am so impressed at how you can so eloquently put your words together and express yourself through your voice. I'm so I'm just I'm just marveling at how fantastic that is. <laughs> Sorry, go on, carry on. <laughs> Well, I, I am marveling at the way that you express yourself through your art. So thank you. <laughs> A mutual, so impressive moment. Yeah, I'm just like sitting here listening to you like, oh, I'm in awe. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, well, that really touches me because um, I'm in awe of you too. Um can I ask a question about that deep sense of love that you um, you held actually as a teenager? Mm-hmm. Because as you were speaking about that, I thought, I wonder where that comes from. I wonder if that comes from the way you were brought up, you know, perhaps mm-hmm. um, for your mother or your caregivers. Where do you feel like that deep sense of internal validation and love for yourself came from? Oh, I know where it came from. I am a baby of my family. I am... Like my sisters are about 20 years older than me. Um, My mum, yeah, I was a single mum. And she gave me loads of attention. They all gave me loads of attention and I just soaked it up. And I was often alone quite a lot. So I was in my head and I used a lot of my time to invent things and create things. And I didn't think I ever had time to not feel excited by myself you know I was always very content in my solitude and I think that just bred for a lot of internal self-love like I was so always impressed by myself and yeah and they helped me a lot to believe in my own abilities even if they didn't understand it they were there to just be there and give me everything that I needed. So yeah, that, it was growing up for me was a really beautiful experience because I had a lot of support and a lot of love, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm, yeah, and it's it's so delicious to to feel that when you are mm. creative naturally, and I believe all of us are creative naturally, but again, yeah, definitely. But it it feels like in that description, like your creativity had a space, your creativity was held space for. And perhaps your creativity or those moments when you started to create, that it would have been reflected back as, this is amazing, Stacey, or whatever the words were. So it was celebrated, 
which then allows more creativity creativity to to bloom from that does that does that feel yeah I don't actually think my creativity was ever celebrated I think it just wasn't hindered I was always left to my own devices and I was always given the materials to use for my creativity I'm not sure if they ever expressed like a like for it if I actually am honest, but just not hating it and not suppressing it really helped. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that word for me again comes up, like just being held space for, there was no like, yes or no, it was just, it was just held. And that was something that was allowed um, to, to open up. So Another link back into something you said that that really sparked something up, which is around your birthing process again. And I'm just grinning from ear to ear because it's just like I talk about the birthing process so often in the work that I do, but not in the way of, of physically birthing an actual human being into life. I speak a lot about how we birth things in the womb space um to be created and and it's it could be projects it could be art whatever is the truth of that person so when you're speaking about your own literal birthing process of a physical being i'm Mm -hmm. i'm getting really fired up by the the things that you said such as when you were going through the birthing process it was raw it was primal it really connected you into earth can you speak about that that rawness and what that what that felt like for you what it connected you to exactly i think it was that everything was new and you have to navigate it in that moment and so it doesn't really leave space for you to um have all these preconceptions like everything you thought you knew is just just not what it is and your body is doing things it's never done before and your mind is just focused on what is happening within your body like you can't everything that's happening around you is just ceasing to exist the only things that's happening is what's within you and it's such a powerful feeling to just let go of everything else and just be there with yourself through this process I think that's what made it so um yeah so raw and primal and give it that feeling because your normal day-to-day life there's just just so much going on and you don't get that time to just like really stop and connect and even since giving birth I've never had that that experience again um not through meditation not through having sex it's just uh it's just different it's just so different Mm. yeah and as you say that, I'm 
I was just being led to think of all of the rites of passage, you know, back in more back in the day in the ancient ways, we had rites of passage and it's still very much present in all shamanic traditions all over the world that there are initiations and rites of passage to become the human that you're becoming. And I'm thinking um, around the archetypes of, of a woman's rite of passage, where we go from the maiden, the mother, and then we move into crone. Mm-hmm. And usually the maiden's where we begin, right? And then we transition into mother. And that can happen in different ways for folks, because I know not everybody um, chooses to have children, but also when we do literally go into, it, it feels like for me what you're describing is a transformative initiation into being yeah. a mother it's like that experience almost needs to be so profoundly deep and big that it transfers you and and it really pushes you away from being maiden and makes you mother yes that is such a beautifully way to put it and that's exactly what it was it was that that moment for me especially the first time I gave birth. Um, Yeah, that was my transition done. This is your experience. You are a new woman now. And I felt like a new woman. It felt, it felt special. Yeah. So if you were to reflect, I know that this is such a vast question. (laughs) Okay, go on, give me a shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I'm like laughing at the fact I'm about to ask it because I'm like, hon, there's so many, there's probably a thousand answers to this. If you were to really refine and be like, okay, let's say not the top three, but the things that really feel poignant for you to speak to, how do you believe through that birthing process or actually just, in fact, just being a mother, how do you feel like being a mother changed you as a being hmm I think it it made me more aware just yeah I before being a mother I I was just oblivious to everything and to everyone and I was just in my own world. I'm still in my own world, but I'm more aware of um, other people and their experiences um, and how my experiences intertwine with theirs um, that were not... I always knew that we were all connected, but in a way it just feels more of a a connection to everything. I just feel more, yeah, I feel more connected and feel more aware. And I've also, um, hmm, I've become not so uh, spaced out, I guess. Yeah, I was very spaced out before being a mother and I think it's just brought me a bit more down to earth. Mm. It's it's brought me more in touch with my moon sign and my the ways I relate to my own comforts, I think. 
I tend to I tend to reach for comfort a lot more than I ever once did. Um, yeah, I want comfort more. Mm. I'm curious what your moon sign is now. It's Taurus. I'm a Taurus. I was thinking when you were saying, I want comfort more. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, that's very Taurian and, and earthy, actually, right? Yeah. Um, beautiful. I've, I've become, yeah, my moon sign just, it just took over everything, I think. I became, and that, do you know what? I named my daughter Luna, and was she, her name is Luna Bell. She's named after um, the moon and Beltane, which is the day she was conceived. Um, and yeah I just became very in touch with my moon Mm. Mm. and actually the way that your art is expressed does feel very earthy when I look Mm. at it there's a there's a Taurian sense to it of that it is very the way that you dress yourself and style yourself in your self-portraits it's it's thought about, considered, and it feels very sensual. So it's got that sensual Taurian aspect to it, but it also feels of the earth. Um, but when you say about that airy part that you've almost transitioned to, there's almost a sense for that in your art form of still having, I know that you have it on your Instagram of the fae part, the fairy part, the, the part that still holds that sense of airy, perhaps perhaps not airy off with the fairies so much, but it, it does still feel ethereal and um, magical in some ways. Yeah, that's what I, my magical name is Alara Fate. Um, Alara is a moon on, I can't remember what planet actually now, but it's the name of a moon. And yeah, I, so I combined the two because I just felt like it was so prevalent to who I feel I am at the moment is, just both air and earth but since actually having my third child who I gave birth to on the Pisces full moon I've been very very in touch with my need to cleanse and um, my water spirit and I've been very yeah very much drawn to the water since then and all actually all throughout my pregnancy with him I was drawn to the water I went to the river almost every day I was I went swimming a lot I wanted to go to the beach always and just go into the sea and then I when I birthed him on the Pisces full moon I thought oh my god this is why like he is a water baby and he is the most happy child when he is in water every night he cries and he points to the bath and I have to run him a bath every single night and he has to play in it for like an hour otherwise he is not happy Mm. so interesting so interesting and it's linking into that thing around the moon signs and how it's all linking up and I I've never had a conversation with a mother who is so very in tune with that, that piece, you know, with, with the piece of intuitively being like, well, actually when I was, um, when I was pregnant with him, that, that you were feeling very cool to the water. And then when he was born, it was under the Pisces full moon and linking so deeply how he is connected to his own waters and he, he wishes to connect with water. And 
for me, I feel really inspired in that way of, of, of parenting and seeing your children. So I want to just thank you for that. And I'm sure for the folks who are listening, it's like, I don't know, I think for me growing up, and seeing the way that um, the classic family worked, um, perhaps in just the way that my classic family worked, it never truly inspired me to feel like, oh yeah, I really want to have children soon. And what I want to, yeah, thank you for is to to be speaking like this about the way that you've done things because it's inspired me to almost begin to open up a pathway or a different vision for how it can be to be a mother. That's such a lovely thing to say. Thank you. And I think that's how I view my motherhood is, is that you can just make it however you want it to be. Like you don't have to separate yourself from your motherhood. And I think that's how a lot of mothers become just like subconsciously you start to separate your own creative expression and your own needs from who you are as the mother and what I've learned and what I've learned as well from speaking to other mothers is that you need to find this balance in how to marry the two and that your motherhood is essentially just a your own journey and it's still part of who you were before that and you it takes you into this part of you that is just new and encompassing of it all of who you are now, who you were then, who you want to be. And I, it saddens me when a lot of mothers lose that and don't realise it and feel like they have to shut down a part of themselves that was just once so vibrant and magical. And I realise that through my work, I have somehow managed to help other mothers also see that which I'm so thankful for and I never realized that that's what I was doing and that's why people were like gravitating towards my page um and now I'm seeing it it's like oh like I get it I get it and I get why as well if I was someone else I would probably also gravitate gravitate towards it so yeah I'm quite thankful for my ability in other people's journeys like my ability to help them heal themselves what you just said right at the end there is such a reflection of when we're really in tune with being able to create and I feel being able to create from a place that's just really connected to us so it's not a comparison or copying thing it's really coming from an internal place that actually when you then express that that can be inspiration and a healing art form for other people who are a witness to it yes exactly and i never understood that until quite recently um so yeah it it sort of sparked something in me as well that it made me also see that maybe my journey is not just this one stream of what I think it is maybe I could also because I always grew up so interested in psychology but I always felt it was too um too like bleh for me you know like just one way scientific um but 
my I've sort of managed to blend like my creativity and uh, the minds of people and the whole bit into like this one thing that helps me to help others intentionally and not just like by accident so I'm quite thankful for that. Mm. I would love to also just ask about sexuality and what you were talking about the way that your your art and and what you do is actually naturally helping mothers reclaim some pieces of themselves that perhaps they've forgotten about through becoming a mother what i would um note that i hear the most through folks that talk to me who have become mothers recently is that through that process it's almost like the the mothering part comes so much into their lifestyle that they lose and I don't know if it's a similar part as what you were saying about the magic piece, but they they can become disconnected from their sexuality, their sensuality, and the way that they hold themselves as a woman because they become mother rather than um, actively associating with being sexualized. And I'd love to just ask for for you, if you were to speak to anybody who had felt disconnected from their sexuality and sensuality, through the process of coming becoming a mother, what what would you say to those people? Do you know what? Someone asked me a similar question last week, and I wrote a piece about it and how I I view sexuality and sensuality as a home for self expression of every kind. And when you feel these this blockage, this inability to show up for yourself in that way, it hinders your relationship to how you show up in all ways um through expression and creativity and that magic that magic within you is so deeply rooted to how you view yourself sexually and i think there is this this disconnect because people seem to think that sexuality is being sexualized when I think sexuality is simply just how you manage to find comfort in your body and how you connect to it and therefore how it connects outside of that. So I think just, what was the question? Was it how to connect to that again so if they were feeling disconnected how to come into a sense of connection again to restore their magic just remember what it feels like you know why it's important to you remember that before you ever were a mother that sensuality and sexuality is how you became a mother that's the reason you are here going through this journey you know remember that it feels like home because for me it feels like home um having that connection to your body in that way is 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 a home for everything that i create after after getting to know that side of myself so just remember what it feels like to be home with it. Mm. Oh, you know, 
the way that you have just described sexuality and that feeling of being home is so something that I am really discovering within myself, but also working out (laughs) how to weave it into my work because I believe from my own personal experience, but also being a witness to so many women that I've worked with over the years, that sexuality doesn't feel like that and that it can hold so much within it. And a lot of the time, because our culture has misconstrued it, manipulated it, Mm -hmm. so that it becomes this thing that's almost a currency. And um, what I really love about what you just said was the homeness of it, that actually it's something that is us. It's not outside of us. It's It's literally being in a sense of home within you it's part of you um and what i feel that you're portraying actually just in being you stacy is the fact that the way that you are effortlessly creating the way that you're holding that thread of real deep love for yourself you know from from the way from when you were really young to now and from really getting that that feeling and that knowing of, of the home that is sexuality in your body and that being a part of you rather than separate to you. What I feel from this conversation is that there is this, it's almost just like you're lighting up a pathway to allow folks to feel through your words and the way that you are showing up, how that can be, how it can be to embody sexuality in that way, rather than what I just said, being a currency or being something else, being distorted. Mm. So I just really want to celebrate this conversation because you have so beautifully created, for me, I just feel like I'm in this soft, juicy um, petal of of, (laughs) of real beautiful um magic that's weaving through the words that you're saying and I just want to thank you for that do you know what that's actually how I feel when I uh take a moment to you know pause and connect to myself it's just that I just feel like ooh, super like mm. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it but that's just how I feel just so mm. <laughs> Literally, you, you, we're li- not in di- we're different countries. I'm in Ibiza, you're in England, and here I am feeling your energy through the through the Zoom call. I'm sat on my little lotus flower or whatever, just being like, oh, I feel lovely talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like I, I have my body is vibrating through this. Oh. It is literally, and I need to go and I don't know. I feel like I need to go and create something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so much just running through me right now so thank you so much and thank you for this this conversation I I I have really bad anxiety when it comes to um, speaking and just doing anything outside of my own comfort zone because a lot of my creative expression is just for myself and with myself and um so I, I quite I find it hard to know if how I want to express myself is coming across in um, a way because it's so un- unnatural to me to speak and to do things like this. So thank you for this because I, I feel like I needed it as well. 
Mm, well, the way that you speak is also an art form because um, it, it's actually helped not having video on because I feel like without that, I'm, I'm quite a visual person. So the way that you speak has taken me on a visual journey. So yeah, I, I hope that everyone listening is, is feeling a similar way. And I do have two last questions for you. Yes, one of them, them is, one of them is, a, is it's, it can be like a, um, well, however you want to answer it. But the second one is, is more about where the hell people can find you because people are probably like, well, my goodness, I want to see her art now. I've heard her speak. I want to see it. So first question is, and, um, and maybe this is really appropriate because, because you have children now. So it might even be the, the things that you may say to your, your own children. But um, if you could tell your younger self one thing about sex that you know now, what would it be? about sex mm. I think it would be like just don't care so much about it <laughs> sex is a manifestation of your own sexuality and yeah don't don't care too much about it until you know yourself in that way mm-hmm. Mm, good answer and if anyone wants to come and find you or to work with you in a way um where do they find you and um how can how can they access you stacy um well my instagram um i actually everything i do is pretty much on my instagram you can find it through my instagram uh yeah I'm I'm not very formal in other ways. I'm I'm a very informal person. So yeah, just my Instagram, Stacey Cassandra, message me, look in the links. I have a Patreon. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. And I'm going to put all of your, uh, show all the, all the information of, I'll put your Instagram. I'll put the Instagram account for you. Your okay, yeah. I have multiple Instagram accounts because I keep <laughs> starting, starting all these different like branches, like herbalism and oh, other stuff. <laughs> You're a classic creative with all of these. It's literally like you are the birther. Like you said, you you could birth all day long. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I like that. So now I feel like I am because I never, I never compared the two, really, until now. Like I know people say they're birthing creations, but I never felt like I was birthing creations. And now I realize, wait, shit, I am. Like this is, <laughs> I'm. This is what I'm. I, I've been replacing actual physical birth with constant creations. Literally, that's what I feel that you are doing. Yeah, that's how this am, whole conversation I feels. I'm like, you are the creatrix of all birthing, birthing that, things. Like, <laughs> yeah, now, and when I talk about like the art I create, I actually feel it. Like, I feel it coming out of my pussy. I feel it coming out of me. And it's just like, oh, like I feel like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I love giving birth. <laughs> I'm like just wanting to say celebrating you on that last note of being like ah that's what it feels to give birth through your pussy to creative art forms not only does it feel like that for birth but also for creatively 
birthing through your your literal creations from spirit into the earth through your pussy there's that that noise that ah so oh celebrating that (laughs) and i hope calling that in for some of the people that are watching so that they can get a hold of some of that I mean, I'm not going to keep making the noise, but I, they've heard. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I need to scream and run. Um, I've got some shit to do. I don't know what it is, but I've got some shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to find out what it is that you create after coming off of this call, Stacey. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you for coming in and for inspiring you so much and I hope everyone else that's listening has has really received something um perhaps they're also on a a lotus flower with me right now Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Conversations with Pussy. If you liked this episode, I would be delighted if you went over to your social media and you shared it. My Instagram account is grace underscore 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 hazel. So if you do share over on the gram, please do tag me in so I know that you loved it. And as always, share this episode out with friends and family members who you feel that would benefit from this episode's content. Leave a rating and review if you're over on iTunes and that will support this message of feeling deeply connected with your sensuality and sexuality to ripple out across the world. We all need this information. So I hope that you have a fabulous rest of your day, whatever you are up to. And I will catch you again over on Conversations with Pussy next week. 